Wow, we're almost at 150 episodes and we're hitting Kevin, is it two years like right now since you came on? I think it's two years right now. I, well, actually, I think the last one was was two years because it was I, I joined in February, right? I think so. I want to see when you first came on the show. Uh, the pandemic has been an elastic amount of time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It could really be whatever you want it to be. I think they've been a good two years for me, honestly. The Kevin era has been very good for us. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> thriving through this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing. I'm, I'm striving, making big steps. The game threw tough enemies at, at you, and you have amassed experience points throughout it. Well, that's just how you know you're going in the right direction. Yeah, baby. Enemies showing <laughs> up. Yeah, I guess that's true. As long as life, if life's getting more difficult. <laughs> means you're heading the right path that's uh that's both uplifting and really terrifying as a thought gotta say that's like the oldest like hot topic shirt video game truism apart from life is like tetris uh successes disappear and mistakes pile up <laughs> whoa shit i feel like we had more basic ones in my my neighborhood i think we had the more like i see stupid people shirts <laughs> they had to get more cerebral in massachusetts because of all the MIT chemicals in the water. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you that actually today, this is not an ad for Hot Topic, we don't have sponsors. Yeah. Uh, but on today, I was like, I saw there was a, a really sick uh, Sonic the Hedgehog shirt. I was like, oh, I gotta get it at Hot Topic? Oh, I haven't been there in 10 years. Hot Topic is cool now. Hot to- I mean, like, look, maybe Hot Topic was always <laughs> cool, but it had the I See Stupid People shirts, which was not cool. Okay. No, they were not. They were not cool. That was but not people cool. I I knew wore them. Right. Yeah. It was the like little bunny with a knife or whatever. And yeah. I was looking through the, through the yeah. Hot topic has since shifted over the years to being like a Funko. Everything's Funko Pop. All retail stores are Funko. Pop. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They're all different flavors of Funko. But I think that the nice thing about Hot Topic now is that they just leaned into anime. Yeah, <laughs> anime. Like yeah, w- w- my day in our day, Hot Topic in high school was like. Well, you like like heavy goth metal kind of thing. You could maybe buy a button down shirt with a dragon on it. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Now it is very nerd culture adjacent. The closest you could get to anime was the dragon shirt there. See, in, in my day, uh, I was drenched in Hot Topic uh, merchandise mm-hmm. constantly. I, uh, I wore Invader Zim shirts mm-hmm. and I uh, had Manic Panic in my hair. Hell yeah. And uh, I was just I was just a fucking embarrassment in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> I I love my embarrassing past self. I th- I think he's all right. oh oh same, that's, same. that's sweet that you guys love your embarrassment. Pa- I would go back and murder the embarrassment. <laughs> but then you wouldn't exist anymore, Paul. Good. Create a time paradox. <laughs> Jesus, well that's a hot topic shirt. If I could go back and kill myself in the past, I would. <laughs> Paul, mistakes in your past are like marks on a tree. They don't go away, but over time the tree gets bigger and they become less of a part of the tree. Damn, I thought you were going to make this back into a Tetris thing. Yeah, there's a Papa Rose song about scars I'd quote at you, but... You scars know, remind me the past <laughs> is real. Uh, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome, Chad. The, the Hot Topic shirts that we think have gone in the past are now, according to Hot Topic, are back, but under a certain brand that surprised me, and that was Ooh. American Horror Story. American Whoa. Horror Story shirts are now doing the heavy lifting of... I sent you a link to a couple of them. What the? This is just the American Horror Story font with those words yeah. on it. Yeah, that's all it is. Normal people scare me. This is just two on things. On Wednesdays where we were black. Yeah, but but it's in the American Horror Story font. Wow. 
Okay. I don't feel sad. I don't feel anything. The on Wednesdays we wear black one is actually like kind of turning my brain into knots because it's like implying a similarity between goth culture and and plastics culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's just three things, so it's cooler. <laughs> If anything, this is just, I'm going to take a big stance that American Horror Story is a hacky show and premise and Ryan Murphy is a bad writer. People love that show. That show. People, it's campy. I yeah, get it. It's fun. Look, you cannot judge a campy thing. You're not just not allowed to. It's just not, uh, it can't know, be done. Campy's, uh, it's really the best refuge to avoid from any sort of, you con- can, and I love some good camp. But there's something about American Horror Story going, well, our, what's our what's our merchandise? Oh, it's just like the tackiest ed- attempts at edgy shirts. I don't know. It's I, was, camp. I was just thrown by this discovery. They made campy thing. shirts. <laughs> they made campy shirts. Fine. Whatever. We got Stevie Nicks to show up for an episode. It's Actually, that was kind of cool. I think when I look at these shirts, normal people scare me on Wednesdays we were black. I don't feel sad. I don't feel anything. I immediately imagine like my original characters wearing these shirts, even ones that don't <laughs> exist yet. I like. I hate them as like a thing that a human would wear. I love them as a thing a character would wear to tell you everything about the character. Yeah, These are three fair. characters that we would encounter in the Goosebuds <laughs> RPG. Yes. These are, the, these are the three fates. One of <laughs> <laughs> The mother maiden crone all wearing these. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea that we like, we like got uh, maybe on like a raft and all of our clothes got ripped off and then we had, we landed and we, all we had was a box of, uh, hot topic shirts and we had to throw them on and these are the three things we had and they're like <laughs> super baggy so they're going down to our knees and, yeah. and this is what we're wearing that's fun but we have to be like all right we should draw lots to see who gets to pick first yeah which all right all right all right, all right um, this is a great question who who's getting what oh man three things three people on a podcast we get we know what we gotta do <laughs> Hmm. Um, I'll take normal people scare me. You just jumped in on that. What if we wanted that? Well, then you should have spoke first. Shit, he's right. <laughs> I think I know which one Paul's going to take. Do you? I think Paul's going to take on Wednesdays we wear black because you are a leader. Fuck, he's right. He's someone right. that likes to kind of like keep society going. And, a, and a, a seven day calendar would really help keep life going on the raft. You're right. I am very proactive. So I, w- no, I was going to take that one, Chad. You nailed me. And I'll take I don't feel sad. I don't feel anything because I'm emotional black hole yeah chad's gonna take that one and then he's gonna put some electrical tape over the i don't feel anything uh or maybe it's just over the don't i feel anything (laughs) yo i like that yeah (laughs) i feel sad i feel anything that's actually great that's actually adorable you're gonna mod it into an emotional honesty (laughs) shirt (laughs) and you're like we really needed that duct tape to patch up the raft and i'm like i need the duct tape to patch up our souls (laughs) i love reversing the negative on because i feel sad i feel anything (laughs) But better. <laughs> Feeling emotions is better than just saying I'm nihilist and I'm I'm staring into the abyss. That's better. <laughs> I, I now desperately want a shirt. It's like I feel sad, but I feel lots of emotions, so that's probably healthy. <laughs> Do you guys want to make the what okay, if we're gonna make emotionally honest shirts, uh, <laughs> what's the font? What's the font that we use for it? Ooh. Mm. Friends font. What friends? Yeah, friends font. Like friends the font? <laughs> <laughs> like the TV show friends. Like the TV show friends, but with emotionally honest statements on them. I mm. think I think my I, I think the Sonic the Hedgehog font personally, but it's kind of <laughs> probably obvious. Oh, Sopranos font. Oh, that's cool. I like both of those. I think I like I, I like them for each for ourselves. Yeah. Like, okay, so we have Chad's shirt. 
which is I yeah. feel sad, I feel everything. I guess the the R in normal is the Sopranos gun. <laughs> For normal people scare me. <laughs> <laughs> or scare, scary people normal me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this is this this mess is a place. Um sort of sort of logic to it. Uh. Kevin, I feel so much better that you're in my life. Thank you for joining us Whoa. on two years of Goosebuds. Yeah, Whoa. seriously. Whoa. People are going to think I cut something out of the middle here. No, we went. <laughs> no, that was... I just hard shifted back into emotions. And we, we, talked, we talked about this. It, this is the happy beginning, and we're happy to have you here, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is also your last episode. Oh, shit. I know. <laughs> no. Ah, no. uh, the Reaper comes for me eventually. <laughs> <laughs> the Snatcher comes for you. Sna- <laughs> Carve another sad mark into the tree, Kevin, and wait for it to grow smaller. <laughs> You'll be less a part of me soon. <laughs> we we were saying, right? Uh, tell me if this is wrong, because you this the your first episode, Kevin, was Ghost Camp. Yeah, you guys were telling me that. Paul said that, so I just nodded along and went, "Yes." Mm-hmm. Episode fifty-eight on March twenty-second, twenty nineteen. I believe, unless, Kevin, you guessed it earlier than this, I do not believe you did, Ghost Camp was your first episode a- as a speaker upon the show, except for the times that your voice came through as editor. That was my first guest appearance e- ever? Uh, I believe on, on Goosebuds, yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's cool. And how we've come around to almost two years of you being a full-time member on the show, and now we will return to Ghost Camp. Uh, yeah. Being on the show has actually and dem- and demonstrably changed my life. So Aww. I'm very happy to be on this show. I'm especially happy I get to work with you two lovely boys. So Aww. I'm excited to see how this book changes my life. I want to say something, too, that was su- that's sweet. Uh, and it's that <laughs> I would not go back in time and kill myself because then I wouldn't meet you two guys. So Aww. write that in the friends font on my shirt, please. <laughs> I would not go back shirt. in time. <laughs> <laughs> not go back in time and kill myself so that I can meet you guys and be my friends. Go. It's like a shirt that has to be so long it goes to my feet so that I can have all of those words on it. It's one of those multi-font Facebook shirts that says. Oh my god! My mom bought me one of those. <laughs> Write it in every major sitcoms font down the shirt, please. Uh, what was the one my mom got? Me? It's my it's my lawn mowing shirt. Uh, that, <laughs> uh, well, my mom doesn't listen to the podcast, so she doesn't know that. Yeah, my mom's a badass horse owner, and I'm her <laughs> yeah. son who writes for TV. And I have- was born in October and <laughs> has red hair, so you better watch out. <laughs> I love that. That sounds like a campy shirt. You know what's a campy book? <laughs> campy, therefore, free from all criticisms, is Return to Ghost Camp. I think we've all agreed that the camp books are the best books, right? Yeah, it's a good rule that you're going to get into some some solid storytelling there. I- I've only experienced a few camp books uh compared to you guys i think you guys have two or three other camp books on me at this point Mm -hmm. but this one was not a good camp book (laughs) i don't know i genuinely do not know if this was a good book or not i kind of liked it well i also hate camp and we'll get into that okay oh this is fun we'll unpack that uh welcome to goosebuds hi my name's kevin hi my name is chad Hi, my name's Paul. Perfect. Flawless. We did it. <laughs> I just kind of thought Kevin was going to say more. And on Goosebuds, we usually cover the works of R.L. Stein and give them the hard-hitting critiques they deserve. Sometimes other YA books. Today, we are covering R.L.'s Goosebumps series 2000 book, Return to Ghost Camp. Technically a sequel, 
to the Goosebumps book Ghost Camp, but there is no characters or locations or anything connecting to the previous book. We literally do not return to the camp that this happened at, so I don't know what he's talking about. The title's kind of a lie. Apparently the French were so outraged that they changed the title of this book in order to scrub any reference to the other uh, Ghost Camp book. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. I found... Oh, I love this. This is much better. Uh, de l'Ecriture, which translates to Under the Eye of the Flayer. Whoa. Oh, what? hold on. Is the Snatcher called the Flayer in the French one? Because that's cool. That's sick as hell. I mean, the Snatcher was already cool, but uh, the Flayer? Yeah, that's I kind of cool. love the Snatcher, guys. I don't appreciate the fox slander happening I, in this I one. I agree. I agree. It should have been wolves. But I guess having a child be attacked by a herd of wolves would be a lot scarier than foxes. Wait, so what's your what's your issue? The foxes are misrepresented as, as, as mean? Well, they're misrepresented as pack hunters and creatures that howl in the night. They, I don't believe they do either of those things. No, I think they I think they like yip scream. Yeah, well, I was going to say there's a uh, errant scream at one point in the book. And I was like, that's definitely going to be a fox, right? And it's not yeah. even a, it, they don't even use the moment to do the fox's scream. I also think this is uh, the most weeaboo Goosebumps book because RL clearly read up, up on the mythical Kitsune. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, yes. The shape-shifting trickster. This is the story of Dustin Minum, who is possessed by the nine-tailed fox ghost spirit and it must lead the Leaf Village. I think that's the plot of Naruto. Yeah. Laura of the Leaf Village camp across the lake pulled her Kitsune mask down across her face. <laughs> I mean, foxes, listen, Kevin, I'm not going to try to say I know more about foxes, but it's been long established that foxes are referenced as, as tricksters and mischievous and sure. sort of a, sort of a, at least I guess a neutral party at best. So like, this wasn't too far off for me. Dickish at worst. I think dickish, yeah. but dickish, but teaching you a lesson. Sometimes. I've also seen some versions where, yeah, the foxes just in fiction are like, if you mess with the fox, you get, you get real fucked up. I wouldn't confront a fox if it looked like it had violent tendencies. I'd be afraid that I would see the fox from the end of um that that uh the movie where the the the, the apocalypse movie where it's like chaos reigns. Yeah, the Willem Dafoe fox. Uh, I think it's um Antichrist, I believe. Antichrist. Yeah. Oh, is that what happens in that movie? That that is a scary fox, but it's also a sad fox because him hurt. Yeah, that's the big that's the big takeaway. All I know about that. that movie is that his dick is big. Yeah. That's all anyone ever tells me about is that his dick was so big it freaked people out on set. <laughs> I read the Wikipedia of that of that horror movie to see if it was for me, and I got so sad. It just seems like a really sad. No, don't. Movie. I pretty much any Lars von Trier movie is just going to make you sad. Don't watch them. I mean, look, maybe watch them, but if you're not if you're not trying to be sad, do not watch them. Yeah, holding up the fake horror fans of, our, of the group. <laughs> uh, I did pull up the Chaos Reigns Know Your Meme page in which there is a Grape Lady Chaos Reigns crossover, which I need to watch later. So I'm going to just keep, I'm going to copy that. When you URL. say Grape Lady, you mean like the lady that like fell down and went like, yeah, ow, 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 oh, okay. yeah her. Uh, yeah. She, she's got one. So that's cool. Is she from Philadelphia? <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> you know, the good Philadelphia grapes. I don't know. No, actually, if, if Pell told me that, like, there's a Philly tradition to just buy grapes from the store and then mash them up into wine, I'd be like, I believe that. 
Massachusetts has grapes. Anywhere can have goddamn yeah, grapes. Yeah, everywhere's got grapes, and we got a lot of Italians, and they love to step but, on some wait, grapes, not dude. Everywhere has grapes. You need a certain climate for them. Literally everywhere has grapes. We have we have we have Concord grapes, which come from Concord. You can't grow grapes in Indiana. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, you just you're so obsessed with corn. You never no thought. The, the, the <laughs> weather. You need you can't have that many cold months. <laughs> have you been to Massachusetts? <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know what you guys are doing in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yeah. Maybe you don't have the terroir or whatever the word Ter- for terroir. Grape is. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you don't have. You might not be able to make good grapes, but you guys can get some grapes in Indiana. I think the anti-Indiana conspiracy has been telling you that you can't have grapes in Indiana. You said you tell me Big Corn was like, "There's no way grapes will grow here. Don't ever try." Yeah, they, yeah. They want they want to keep grapes down because they fear what uh, Indiana with a bustling wine industry will become <laughs> and and really when you say when you think about it corn is really adjacent to grapes and that really like corn is a bunch of tiny little tasty tasty mm-hmm. buds and grape mm-hmm. is as well corn just kind of keeps them like closer a little bunch of juicy poppers if it's a juicy popper <laughs> little mini grape. grapes yeah mm-hmm. yeah Juicy poppers, yeah, a little stick, juicy popper stick. Yeah, I don't know why I'm so grumpy about this book. It was fine. It was a, it was a regular that, time here, fine book. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna go through this book. I will yeah. say my feelings were book good as I'm going through it. Like I was like, oh, this has got scary stuff. This is pretty cool. And then at the end, I was like, oh, I don't know if that was good. I think maybe something happened. Like things happened, and it ends, uh, which is nice. There are twists. Um, their characters and motivations. Um, <laughs> that's better. Than, that's better than others. The main character has a trait and a change they undergo, and the trait ends up mattering at the end. So that's kind of yeah. Um, every decision that the character makes actually ends up paying off. To uh, even the very end, he actually carried a lot of stuff through. The only yeah. problem, if you want to call it a problem, is that we don't understand why this is happening or how. Like uh, there are some inconsistencies in how the camp works that i don't truly understand that no we'll address sure the yeah there there is a, a i think a lot of these camps we run into the issue of like okay but how does the infrastructure work like how <laughs> does how does uh jelly jam or werewolf lake or whichever ones where it's like people had to get brochures about this camp right like Parents had to see an ad in the mail or something. There is a brochure in this one because it's mentioned by Ari, the one character, that he saw Uncle Lou in the brochure. That's right. That's true. So it just gives us like, okay, once you know that the camp is haunted, are, are, is like a ghost going to Kinko's? Like what? Well, well, well. Hold step on. There. Let's. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm with you. But we need to. We need okay. to unpack the whole. The whole sort of tale. Let me here. zoom you guys in real quick. Sure. Zoom. Zoom us. Our main guy is Dustin Minium. Terrible name. Awful, horrible name. Dustin Minimum is a dope name. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that would be if that was his name. His name is Dustin Minium, not Minimum. <laughs> if he was a little boy who could shrink down like Ant-Man and his name was Dustin Minimum, it'd be a great name. Wow, cool. I love him. <laughs> Help, I'm stuck in a pocket. The Adventures of Dustin Minimum. Dustin Minimum, which I guess is his name now. <laughs> Uh, Dustin Minimum has a Hulk Hogan poster on his wall, but he himself is a weak, skinny little little lad. He loves <laughs> Hulk Hogan. He is he's like in sweet love with Hulk Hogan because he's going away for four weeks and he looks at Hulk Hogan's poster and he's like, man, I'm not going to get to look at this for four weeks. But as a kid, looking at a poster was like one of the very few free joys in life. Especially back when your family had one TV and like you had to go up to your room and you had like a poster to look at to entertain your eyes. Yes, yes. Just to stare at it and go like, someday I'll be like him. (laughs) 
Yeah. And Hulk Hogan would never betray Dustin. No. <laughs> he's he's never going to turn out to be a terrible person. Hulk Hogan, if, if Hulk Hogan <laughs> swapped names, he would swap them back if asked. Yeah. I'll say that much. Dustin hates bugs, and he has a scary dream that the bus driver pulls up and is covered in fleas, and then he wakes up because it's a dream. Mm-hmm. And we all knew it was a dream. Because nothing that interesting would happen so soon. <laughs> it was too cool, too interesting. This guy is dang covered in gnats. His face is covered. His hair is covered. His hands are covered. And he reaches out and he gets the covering of gnats upon a Dustin Minimum. And then he wakes up. And it stinks because it's the first chapter and we get the inauspicious sign of a of a bad dream cliffhanger to start the book. Sure. Dream, dream, dream fake out sucks. I don't, I mean. Flea Man, pretty cool design though. Flea Man was cool. Yeah. Flea Man Driver. It's like a realistic fear to have that you're going to go to an outdoor place and just be infested with with mites. That that tracks. I could see turning a corner in Bloodborne and and flea bus drivers there. Uh huh. <laughs> oh my god, you find a whole bus flea uh, flea cart driver maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just driving a cart covered in fleas. He's got like a ranged <laughs> attack. That's a bunch of fleas. I see it. <laughs> so Dustin's going to the sleepaway camp. Camp Full Moon. And his younger and his younger brother uh, Logan, who was both really important and not at all to this story, <laughs> is, is going. It Logan is so fun. There's one moment where L- Logan could matter and then does not matter for the rest yeah, of the. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you really, you really didn't need need Logan there in this story, but I thought it was an interesting detail that also didn't really matter. And that Logan is going for two weeks. And Dustin's going for four weeks. Right. Which, did you guys ever go to one? We've probably talked about this before. Have you guys ever gone to like one of those multi-week camps when you were younger? Nope. My parents said I could just play video games. What? God, what, a lucky, what a lucky asshole. I mean, I didn't either, but my parents didn't say I could just play video games. They said I had to do other stuff. <laughs> no, summers were summers were pretty free and easy. Wow. <laughs> the Wait, household. so you said, Kevin, you said you had a bad camp story that you wanted, that like, you bad camp oh, no, memories. I, I, I just I just despise the camaraderie that surrounds <laughs> camp. I, I oh, just, wait, weren't you a camp counselor? Yes. That's right. You do have a camp experience. Yeah. And you just despise it because you never had it as a child, but then you had to witness it firsthand as an adult. Yeah, it all it's also just kind of creepy. <laughs> like the it's all it's all very culty, isn't it? Mm. Sure. Mm. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh that's hard for me to say too, because half the camps I went to were were Christian camps. So that's especially <laughs> You can't escape. Um, but yeah, there's a little bit of you locking yourself into the whims of some adults that you don't know and however they're going to program you. But I do think a camp is good, a uh, fertile ground for a Goosebumps book because it eliminates the whole adult thing instantly mm. and you don't have to deal with it. And you can get right to the spooks. Yeah, it's. I think, it, I think these work so well because they are hitting upon a young childhood independence thing that's probably for many kids their first like first time away from home or first time sleeping without their teddy teddy bear Mm -hmm. or their stuffed barney if that's too specific of a reference it's totally not me yep um you know that kind of like so it already invites the mind to sort of be in a heightened stent yes agreed agreed so uh, dustin figures out that he that it was a bad dream uh and then the bus does show up and he does make sure to check the bus driver for bugs, which is smart. That's a smart move on his part. Uh, yeah. And his mom actually parents in this book, which is incredible. 
Uh, mom does the worst parenting ever. She's like, just be a different child, please. She's like pouring a big glass of wine. She does say be a different child, actually. (laughs) Be different. (laughs) Don't don't be whatever this is. Be something different. I I think she gives him one good piece of advice. Uh, She does say be a different child, which is fucked up. Because he's like, I'm a wuss. (laughs) And she's like, well, try not being one. Uh, (laughs) The wrong son died. She just says she pours more wine. The wrong son got accepted into the four week program. Yeah, I wish the two. I wish. Yeah, I wish Logan was was coming back so longer. <laughs> she does tell him, "If you think you're brave, you will be brave," which I think is good. The the best parenting advice that's any. Listen, Kevin, I know what you're saying, and I kind of agree <laughs> that there is a certain amount of pull yourself up by your bootstraps uh, to that sentiment. But I will say it is the only time a parent in one of these books has actually given their child advice and not just gone shut up. <laughs> true i mean i feel like if i was dustin's parent and i had already paid for summer camp yeah i would be like listen dustin life is full of terrible things and it's time (laughs) and this is a pretty this is a pretty easy terrible thing because you know this terrible thing is going to end some terrible things in life don't end they just keep going on you just have to suffer through four weeks of this (laughs) so it's a good practice for a life that will no doubt be full of other terrible things Kevin, you're gonna be a great dad. Kevin, you should tell <laughs> Dustin to carve this into the soul of his of his being and wait for it wait for his soul to grow out of it. Every year you are alive, this camp experience will be a smaller part of you. That I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Sit Dustin down in front of the game passage and have him experience that. <laughs> He'd probably be like, okay, please let me go to summer camp. <laughs> this game is boring. <laughs> this game sucks. <laughs> it's like you had to be there. <laughs> Nothing was like this then. Dustin's having the the camp thought of will any of these kids on this bus end up being my friend? Mm-hmm. And then and then uh Ari kicks in the bus door and he says, What's up, bitches? Uh he's not wearing socks, he's got muscles and freckles, and he's a gymnast. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm gonna be your friend, Dustin. And they start talking about jokes and knock knock jokes. He can come up with a joke based on any word. Give him a word, any word. <laughs> And indeed, he can come up with a terrible knock-knock joke because RL was like, I got to give him my best stuff, you know? You got to love Ari and everyone loves punsters. Wait a minute. Ari, RL, Ari, RL. Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Is RL buff? Is he a gymnast? (laughs) If if a strong RL came at me, I would run. I'd be like, he's he's tracked me down to kill me for goose buds and and he's prepared his body to murder me. (laughs) He just kind of wears like his little black blazer all the uh-huh. time that perfectly conceals his abs. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, I heard what you said about return to ghost camp. You didn't like my man thing. Well, all who all who touch fear me. He says. <laughs> so Ari Davis is super cool, and yeah. and when they're hanging out on the bus, Ari does something that feels very realistic to me. He's like. Hey, wouldn't it be really funny if we tell everyone at the camp we have different our our names are our different names? Like, even though no one knows us, we can reinvent ourselves, which kind of plays along with what the mom had said of like, be a different boy. Things yeah, are connected he, in this book. It's cool. There are themes. Like here there are opportunities to be a different person here. Being being a new person is explored in this. I'm I'm kind of stunned. <laughs> And and I, I probably shared this before on the podcast in a camp episode, but I still, one of the best things I ever did in my life was when I went to a sleepaway camp and I decided to tell everyone on the first day that my name was Chopper. Yeah. 
That's right. It reinvent it reinvented how people saw me. Girls liked me for the first time. Boys <laughs> respected me for the first time. <laughs> and you, I was a new man. You lived this book. How can you not like this book? Yeah, that's why I'm attached to it. I'm like, yes, change your name. Don't be Dustin Minimum. Be something cool, like Chopper, named after making the band. Do it. Um, <laughs> uh, be like Ari, who almost murdered his teacher. He almost caught a body in the sixth grade. Yeah. Be like Ari. <laughs> caught a body. Yeah, man. He dropped the storage closet door on his teacher and almost killed him. That would be a manslaughter at best, if, even if they could prove it. I mean, I still think that's catching a body. Uh, I mean, would you, here's the thing, would Ari be guilty of a manslaughter charge for this idea of switching names, knowing what happens later? I would say, well, it definitely wasn't premeditated, because he does mm. not know the the implications of the name change right away. Now, refusing to change it back, maybe? Oh, so I thought, I, I must have misread it. I, I assumed that Ari knew what was coming and was like, hey, you unassuming dork kid, mm. like, take the fall for me. He's new. He's new to the... Th- to this whole thing as well. And I, I I believe him. Although, no, no, he's new. I don't think he's a, he's a, I don't think he's a liar, Chad. He hmm. kind of ends up mattering less in the grand scheme of things as the book goes on, even though he's like kind of there as a bit of an antagonist. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, Uncle Lou has to show up. Yeah, right. Uh, Uncle Lou is just a large balding man who runs the camp. He's cool. He kind of gets to razz every single camper individually. He's got, speaking of aphorisms, he's got, he's <laughs> constantly rattling off aphorisms, maybe not aphorisms, but at least like uh, very stereotypical advice constantly. Some Sometimes they make sense in the context. Sometimes he's just like, well, early bird catches the worm. And he just says that like when you're unpacking your stuff, then yeah. no, they're not talking about getting up. He's probably on autopilot, right? He's just like, if I just say these things, it'll be good. No kids die. We're all right. But also, maybe he's a ghost. Who the fuck knows? He might be a ghost. Uh, He divides the camp into full mooners and new mooners. Yep. And then he assigns cabins to everyone. Uh, One of the cabins is a slur. (laughs) So that's fun. And probably accurate to the 90s camp experience. It was a different time, RL. (laughs) Different time. (laughs) Yeah, one of them, one of the cabin sucks and it's falling over uh yeah. don't know why they insist on repairing every other cabin every single year and then having this one sucky cabin um to torture the new kids i guess that's the fun of camp maybe no, i never went yeah ari as dustin is we're just gonna keep calling him by his real his real yeah so uh, for all intents and purposes they are uh, they are swapped names now at the camp but we yeah. as a, a savvy reader we know who Ari is. We know who Dustin is. We're aware is. that we're following Dustin and not Ari. So, yeah, they Dustin is told that the new kids typically all get sent to the crappy cabin. They're going to go there and suffer the bugs. It has bed bugs, guys. Ugh. It has the worst bugs you can have. A legit nightmare. As Paul, I know you've you've experienced it. Yeah. It's, not, it's terrible. It has bed bugs. I, I saw that and I was like, I'd. I'd peace out. I'd walk. I'd walk home. But Dustin is sent to, we'll call it Cabin A, where they're, uh, <laughs> they love him. They open up a golden chest full of candy, soda, chips, all kinds of fun stuff. And they're like, they keep saying, you the man. And he's like, wow, this is an honor. And we follow this for like two or three chapters where we're just waiting. Because typically, right, you'd get this moment where they'd be treating him really nicely and he would just slam bang you with the with the twist with, by the end of the chapter right but there was a snake in the candy box right rl 
really rings this one out. We're waiting for that second shoe to drop. Yeah, they're giving him hot dogs and the best bunk and they're they're the, the three dudes, Noah, Ben and Jason are just like fawning over. They're putting mustard on his hot dog, asking if he wanted mustard, asking if they put too much mustard on there, asking him how he wants his his uh ma- his marshmallows roasted if he likes some gooey and goopy or if he likes some crispy. This is a fun fantasy of being a popular kid to read. It's <laughs> it was really nice. It was a nice moment for our main character. <laughs> But then we learn the secret of the camp when Uncle Lou sits down to tell the boringest story in the entire world. The worst ghost story I've ever like it all it is is there's a scary thing. And then it's, <laughs> that's the end of the story. <laughs> and then and then we see a kid eating a bee. The yes, bee, I wanted to talk about the yeah. Okay. The bee eating was a choice. What was that going on? It was it was <laughs> two two bees? Bees? Bees. No bees. Oh. Yeah, a kid. He he sees a kid eat two bees after some bees show up. The chapter ends very sinisterly with a kid seeing two bees, and then he eats the bees. But like bees don't come out at night, he, and you can't just catch bees out of the air. What are you doing? The bees are, <laughs> the bees are hanging out by the food. The kid's eating yep. his hot dog. The bees land. On his hot dog, he grabs the bees, puts them to his ear, and listens to them briefly, and then mm. throws them in his mouth. And our main character, Dustin, is like, did he just eat bees? And then he's like, no, it had to be two small pieces of hot dog. It couldn't have been bees. <laughs> and that's his explanation. That is maybe my favorite moment in this whole story. It's pretty. It's a pretty incredible one. B- meanwhile, we also hear a little bit about uh, Ari's trials in Cabin C, where uh, his bunkmate Melvin has a shoelace collection and is really boring, and there's all sorts of terrible shit happening in Cabin C. And he wants to switch back. With, he wants to switch names with Dustin and end the charade. But Dustin's having too good a time, and he says, "No way, man. Let's give it a few days. I'm here, having too much fun." Here is where Dustin goes the wrong way. He makes yeah. the wrong choice here, where he had a choice to be a good person. He saw how bad his his new friend, Ari, who had taken him in instantly, let him in on his joke collection, uh, and, yeah. and, is now make, and now watching him suffer. And for some reason, I do not know why Ari is like, sure, I'll keep going with this. I'll keep suffering. doesn't matter. He just, but he agrees. He does agree. Well, also, I mean, I, I the real world stakes of this is imagine if either of these kids, well, especially guys like Ari as Dustin, wanted to go back. Yeah. Let's 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 step this out in in a middle school you know, mm. social scene. Sure. Around the campfire, you just go, "I'm not Dustin. He's Dustin. My name's Ari." Like, you're just going to be exiled for the rest of the camp. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, like, and we do see that, don't we? Yeah, we do see that unfold. Chad, you're 100 percent right. Uh, you, you're right. You know, honestly, I take this back. Right, I had thought maybe Dustin uh, Ari had wanted to intentionally stop because he knew what was coming. I forgot about this part where he's like. No, take me back. Literally eaten by bugs every night for a couple of days. Yeah. It is a good, like, moment where, like, well, you did have the chance, dude. Like, you know, Dustin is pretty much primed for any punishment that comes his way at this point. Yeah. He was... It was, it was a little mean. He little had a mean, choice. I, I, but is it even like he, uh, he, yes. he had a choice here. He had a choice to, 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 he could have owned up and taken his suffering, uh, but he decided to, to, to just like wallow in the joys of being a, being a popular kid for another but like, day or but two. But you know what? The responsibility, I'm going to argue ethically. Okay. The Dustin. Okay. The real Dustin isn't. As owed that swap if the swap wasn't his original idea. Mm, like that's fair. 
He did agree with Ari's with Ari's scheme. His yeah, prank. Ari made the bargain to begin with, so there's a little bit of like, this is what you wanted, man. Like, let's stick it through or whatever. This is yeah, this yeah. was this was Ari's prankster's gambit, and he must suffer the the results of it. I think like the mark of a good person is doing something when it's not required. Yes, <laughs> like yes, like it would have been a good. Th- it would have been an actually good thing of. Dustin to be like, yeah, you're right. You know, this isn't my space. Like, this was supposed to be just a joke. This was not in the purview of our of our gag. So let's just switch and you know resign ourselves to our fate. Kevin, I'll counter with, it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> this is this prank like requires the least amount of piss of any prank I've ever seen. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. This piss. It's piss. Prank you very much. Uh, I do want to go back to the ghost story real quick. Yeah, we do have to cover. The, the ghost story is kind of important. This ghost yeah. story is unfolding and all the campers are surrounding the fire and they're enthralled by the ghost story. And Ari and Dustin act as if they've never heard a story before in their lives <laughs> because there are pieces of information being withheld from it, from them and they're screaming out to asking what they are. And it's like, bro, it's a story. You got to wait a second. <laughs> and they don't. They they yell out when they they get to the end of the story. Everybody's scared. The the story is there was a camp. It was yeah. a new camp. A bunch of mm-hmm. kids showed up to the new camp, and they were so happy to be at camp. But then at night, the snatcher showed up, and the snatcher stole a kid. The snatcher lives here. The camp was Camp Full Moon. <laughs> yeah, I think with a better storyteller, that would be a pretty good. Scary. It story, was a pretty good right? scary story, right? Except he didn't he didn't play up any of the good moments. Maybe yeah. that's the point. Uh, maybe he maybe Ari was th- making a point with this. I don't know. The Snatcher's enough of a name that it would have probably scared me as a middle school kid. Yeah, the weak sauce uh, storytelling would have worked pretty well on me in the dark, uh, surrounded by a bunch of strangers uh, on my first excursion away from home. Sure. We also learned that the Snatcher takes one kid per year. He takes one kid every year. And this is important information, which we will find out shortly. And typically takes the form of a fox. Was the fox information relayed in the story? I can't remember. I believe so. And all the while, the reason the story might actually be kind of scary is red glowing eyes are appearing around the fire and only Mm. Dustin can see them. And he's looking around, he's seeing, and he's like, do other people see the eyes? And then he gets sucked into the story. The story ends. And I had to write these lines down because it made no sense. The story ends about the Snatcher and, the, and the, the Snatcher comes and takes a kid every year. And Dustin looks around and goes, why did they look so frightened? I was scared too. But ghost stories are supposed to be scary, aren't they? I don't know what that means. Um, he's confused that they're scared, but he's also scared. But ghost stories are supposed to be scary. Dustin, what are you saying here? What, what's the, what are you, I think maybe he's just really scared and he's just rattled. Maybe that's what's going on. Yeah, or then if you just say the word scary enough in your book, it becomes scary. Mm, that's true. The only thing that makes sense about this whole ghost story is why the cabins are in such shitty condition. And it's because they're spending so much on their insurance payments because they lose a child. They lose every a damn child. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, this is the infrastructure. My, this camp has to not be on the IRS like tax list, right? Like This has to be off the grid for what? this to work. What is the IRS tax list, Chad? <laughs> it's a list the IRS has of all the places that have to pay taxes, I assume. <laughs> they have a giant book, and it's just every business or house that has to pay taxes. Chad right? is right. They do have that list, but you have to report yourself every single year. You're not yeah. allowed to not report yourself. 
yeah, yeah, they know they know what you're supposed to give them. If we want, if we want to make the podcast about that, let's talk about that. Yeah, taxes are <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, they should just send you a bill and you tell them if it's wrong or not. Income, That's how it should be. God damn it! Income tax is illegal. Take it up with Turbo no, Taxes no, lobbyists. No. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's uh, yeah. Because like if a kid's disappearing every year, yeah. this camp would get shut down. Yeah, this this, this has to be. Uh, some sort of there's a secret society or something going on here. But right. but it's a Goosebumps book, and I'm willing to like. It's not clear if like this is for real or not yet. They, these kids have parents ostensibly that would send them to this camp, so there would be probably like a few pe- humans alive on this earth who would like want this camp to fail. Right. But mm-hmm. That's not really the purview of this story. No, no, it's no. more just funny how uh, child life is so cheap in this universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so the 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 story occurs, the 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 spooky story occurs, and then uh, this is where Dustin finds out that he is the man because he is the kid who is going to be snatched this year. And I don't know how that's decided. And they obviously everybody knows it, and they all just yeah. kind of go along with it. They don't try to protect to protect the kid that's going. There's no fighting back against the snatcher. They just let the snatcher do its thing. Yeah, he he shall be sacrificed to the snatchering. In 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 a post. Hunger Games, uh, dystopian YA, where a lot of books handled a how is a child selected by a lottery or a, you know, this is like the Maze Runner a little. There's a bunch of books that handle this. It's interesting. This one just didn't really get into what is kind of like a fun idea of like it was your random fate or like, oh, it's always the kid that sits on this seat on the bus or what, like something, right? Some sort of, well, tr- like some sort of cultural well, thing. Yes, they do actually get into that at the end, though. I don't know if you remember. I don't know. That determined his fate? This book brings back things from the beginning of the book, and it's actually pretty cool that they do it. Well, let's get to that part. At this moment, it is like, oh, Dustin, I'm so sorry. You... You're doomed for the for the snatcher, aka also you are Ari, so that because you decide to be Ari, you are now doomed this fate to be sacrificed. But there's going to be more of a, a chance to, to fight it. But in, now what happens is uh, probably what was really sore spot for Kevin, uh, the fox <laughs> uh, libel of a group of red foxes attacked us. The, fo- the fox attack scene is awesome. Do you know how magical it would be to come across a bunch of foxes in the woods? <laughs> at, and then to be night? scraped and scratched by them? And they all tickle you and tear off your shirt? Oh, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is unharmed by the foxes. They just want to play. <laughs> Foxes kick Dustin's ass for a like, full chapter, and it's pretty incredible, actually. He gets bit up. There's blood. <laughs> What's that? That's just a, a funny way of describing the scenario. <laughs> they just kick his ass. <laughs> Dude, they fucking beat his ass. They tabletop him over and over again. It's, it is a pure beating. They beat They're this just kid taking in. turns holding his arms back as one of them punches him in the stomach with his tiny little black fox paws. His little lolling head is like a speed bag, and one of them's like... It's definitely the thing where the paws of the fox are off screen, so you can't see how they connect to the fox, and they're just like pissing right? Yeah, if we were making this, it would just be two little paws on sticks that we would be using our hands to rotate. 
<laughs> All right, this is the this is the one. This is the book we have to like gorilla recreate. <laughs> I will make this with you guys. If we, I would love to make. Let's this do one. This if if you if you listeners would like to see it, we will start a Kickstarter and we will make this. We will a... sweet it. Is that still a term? Do people still use that? No, but we will bring it back. We'll sweet should come yeah. back. Exclusively mid thirties actors playing children in this. Absolutely, with animatronic adults. Absolutely, this sounds pretty charming. I like this. <laughs> This is a cool movie already. I'd watch it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, he's like, I'm going to switch back with Ari and become Dustin again. But Ari doesn't want to switch. She wants to eat pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> now he loves this life. He gets pancakes. Yeah. Ari has gone. Uh, he has passed the uh, Rubicon of bug bites. He has become one with the bugs and his body is immune to their bites. And now he is stronger for it. Uh, and all he wants, and he is, he is happy and he is content in living in, in, uh, in skunk cabin. Speaking of passing the Rubicon, this entire book kind of ends up with the whole crossing a river is, yeah, is the whole situation. Yeah, it's a threshold. It's quite a confusing moment in the book. I can't wait to get there. I, I actually kind of like the, the drama of this stuff of like in a nineties camp of Dustin trying to prove that the names have been swapped and like, he's going to uncle Lou and he can't, no one believes him. Yeah. I mean, what do you have on you? Like you don't mm-hmm. have like it's not like you have a cell phone to be like look at my social media presence. Or... Why did you give? Why did why did Dustin give Ari his wallet? Like that's a, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> he gave him everything he had. He gave him his whole identity. And then uh, here's the thing: he gave him his identity. He took he agreed to this. He said he didn't want to switch back when when. Ari asked to switch back before he found out he was going to die. Then he gets his ass beat by foxes. Then he finds out he's going to die. And then, the, being the coward and skunk that he is, he tries to convince Ari to switch back without telling Ari that Ari's going to die if he switches back. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Dustin's a terrible kid. <laughs> I don't, But, like, would you do differently? Would you tell me that you, no, at this point, I would, save my would ass. swap back with Ari and be like, hey, uh, stop eating those pancakes? Or are you keeping those pancakes, but I'm going to take a bullet for you. One, ghosts aren't real. So when you, when uh, you die, Kevin, when Kevin. you die, it's nothing. Mm. So, so I would, I would just switch back and be like, if I die at this camp, it's going to be a whole thing. So <laughs> you're a better man than me. You're a better man than me. We're, we're all here for a good time. Not a long time, Chad. We might as well be cool about it. <laughs> Put that on a, a, an American Horror Story shirt. but do it in uh the big lebowski font please (laughs) actually it would have made more sense uh for this story if noah had like inadvertently not sorry not noah if uh dustin noah's one of the friends if like dustin had inadvertently kind of been like while he was trying to convince sorry to switch back he'd been like i'm gonna tell you about this thing and the snatcher and then he kind of like fucked it up himself and i was like no fuck that i'm just gonna keep eating pancakes that would have added more, but I don't think he brings it up at all. It's, no. It's just like, yeah, Ari's like, no, I'm good. I'm with, like, like you said, I'm with the bugs. I think I probably at that point would have been like, okay, we got to start the escape plan sooner rather than later. Because even if there isn't a ghost, there are three, I have three bunkmates who seem very willing to sacrifice me to a dark god of some sort. Right. They're ready to, th- yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably be like, hey, Ari, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You hate being with the bugs. I hate being with the people that are trying to sacrifice me. We're both having a bad time. <laughs> we bounce tonight. But they don't talk about this when they take a kayak on the haunted river or whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah, they go in a haunted river. I don't think much happens here other than they uh, are mad at each other. They hear a couple screams. Uh, and then Dustin walks back and sees a ghost baseball game. Yeah, the screaming's never paid off, right? 
Uh, maybe. I don't know. Not really. Well, it does. It does kind of pay off because we meet a character later who says they're from the girls camp. And I guess that's what the scream was. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, is there another camp here? And he's like, no. <laughs> and then when you meet, when you meet uh, Laura later, she's like, there is another camp. That's what the screaming was from. It's a girls camp. That's a good point. We didn't talk about the scariest part of the entire camp is it's an all boys camp. That's going to. It just it's going to get bad. It's going right? to come back. Like, it's coming back. This is how you get a Lord of the Flies situation on your hey, hands. Hey, de- depending on the type of camper you are, I guess. In my experience, co-ed camps are better, or uh, gender-neutral camps, maybe that's a better term for it now, is because the other the other genders are keeping everyone else on their toes. You know what I mean? Like, if you like girls... I thought Christ was keeping everyone on their toes. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> it's a double layer of protection at Christ camp. But you're like... Christ or the Snatcher. Yeah. I can't really be uh, a dumb, like, fart machine because Susie's on the next bench down. And while I will never be able to kiss Susie because God says I can't, I don't want Susie to see me fart. So, like, <laughs> I'll be a little bit more reserved at camp versus... All boy camp, it's just going to be like, why is anyone even wearing pants? You know what I mean? We're just three meals and no girls away from Chad farting everywhere at all times. <laughs> the only thing keeping Chad in line is That's his my God. The last of a situation. You don't want to meet me in The Last of Us. It's going to be real sad. <laughs> That's Chad's brink. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the ghost baseball thing is... It's a really in- interesting vignette, and I had to reread. I was like, how did we get here? We were just on kayaks. How is there a ghost yeah. baseball game happening? And I still don't really understand it, but I still do kind of like the vignette. It's uh, okay. Yeah, I agree. These weird moments that happen, because there's another one that's incredible uh, that's coming up later, which isn't even a ghost thing. It's just fucking weird. They're cool because they're creepy, but mm-hmm. I don't think they serve any other purpose other than to tell the reader. There's ghosts here. Everybody ghosts here. Everybody's ghosts here, or maybe, or half of us are ghosts here, because uh, I think they're playing. Because there are f- physical kids there playing the game, and then there's also a kid who has a ball go through his right shoulder. I forgot to mention. I made a note of this, um, but with with the first like ghost reveal with the kid who eats bees, I was like, did I grab the wrong book? Did I grab camp? Return to camp? Eat bees? Like I, I started imagining a, a way more fucked up camp in, that was hinged around bee eating, and uh, they aren't kidding about bug juice. That's the tagline. <laughs> oh my god, that's oh. great. Uh, but yeah, the 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 parade of ghosts. I like the bee thing because it's kind of subtle. Like the ghosts are just kind of weird and like they're like weird sensation gorgers. I guess ghosts eat bees. They don't allow you to have bees in here. I guess. They don't care. It doesn't matter. I misinterpreted it as, once I knew that they were ghosts, I'm like, oh, that must be like a fun ghost party trick, right? Where you're like, since you can't eat anything, you're just like, hey, look at me. It looks like I'm eating bees. Oh, hey, look at me. Now look, I'm eating rocks. They like throw them down their throat and then spit them back out like bullets, like when people eat a watermelon and spit a bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that was a trick for, I guess, the other ghost kids at that fire, I guess. Right, okay. I thought of it as more, um, this is like sort of a ghoul take on ghosts. Like yeah. the kids are more zombies than anything. Okay, well, but, the third vignette would would be agree with you on that, Kevin. Yeah. That's a scarier version, Kevin. I like that more. Like yeah. them just being kind of un, unattached from life. Right. I mean, the only thing that, well, unless the ball... Because so we are told that the ball goes through, passes through one of the children during ghost baseball. Yeah. 
maybe it doesn't pass through him like it goes through him like he's made of uh, mist. Maybe it but is. He, he jumps and he opens his mouth and he shits it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that, like that, is, that... Is, is the Beetlejuice ghost camp? It's kind of like a Junji Ito situation, I think. Sure. <laughs> I would read an entire Junji Ito book about ghost camp. A little different stories. The Boys Who Ate Bees is definitely one of the stories. <laughs> yes. this, this camp, it was made for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, the ghost kids are just are just having fun. I guess it's like they're not really keeping up the act so much for the humans. It's not. Yeah, they're pretty cash. They're ca- yeah, they're cash as hell about it because Dustin just sees us and he's like, I got to go lay down. And that's about all he takes away from this. <laughs> I must be saying things. Even the organizational structure isn't as much as what you would think. Like when you when you talk about before of the you know they're divided up into the the full moons and the new moons. Yeah. The the obvious stuff there is like oh okay so there's the ghosts and the humans mm-hmm. like like all the new kids new blood is is real kids right yeah real kids but then even the, so let's following that through if Ari was supposed to go to that original cabin with uh, Noah Ben and Jason the three boys who are all ghosts. Like, you wouldn't put a human kid in the, well, in the ghost bunk. he is the sacrifice, and we will get to why he is the sacrifice. So maybe, Chad, you're actually onto something that wasn't explained properly or well in the book, but it's mm-hmm. true. You might be onto something here. Like, oh, like, well, we're, oh, since you're going to join us, potentially, right. as ah, it goes forever, right. let's start, you know, bringing you on board, we'll, mm. we'll treat you well, and we're going to, we're taking care of you, yeah, that's There true. is a reason for it, so we will get there, and I do think we're going to loop back to this. Uh, so next we get the phone scene, which is great and stupid and pointless. Uh, well, it gives, it, it, it makes Ari kind of a threat, and, like, when does. you understand that, like, uh, that Dustin is basically trying to kill Ari. <laughs> let's, let's let's explain what happens for it, right? So it, it's I got to call my parents. The next logical choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there he finds out. He asked, I think Noah or someone. Maybe it's Laura. I don't know. Maybe he's met Laura. No, he hasn't met Laura at this point. Um, he finds out there is a phone, a payphone that you can go to. It's by the um, it's by the uh, cafeteria. He he pizzicato violin sneaks over to the phone. He oh, the best uh, part is that he pizzicato violin sneaks over to one side of it. And goes, <laughs> what is this word you're using? What is you this you know exactly what it is. It's, it's when he, it's when you pluck the strings of the violin like do 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 That's the sound they make when you sneak yes, in a cartoon. Yes, okay, yes, now I understand. You had to just give me the Looney Tunes reference, and then I understood. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he pizzicato violence to one side of the cafeteria and goes, shit, wrong side. And then pizzicato violence to the other side of it in an uh, absolutely pointless moment. Yep. Uh, I love when he does stuff like that. When he writes in just like a moment and you're like, it's not even a twist. It's not even like a moment. It's just like a wasted page and a half. Gotta fill the page. Gotta fill, Gotta the, fill page. the page. How many trees died because Arl had to fill a page? <laughs> For want of a twist, a, a tree was lost. <laughs> uh, and uh, he tries to call his parents by shoving a bunch of change into the phone. Uh, and then Ari appears behind him and like cuts the phone. He yanks it. Yeah, does he just pull it off? Because that's like really fucking hard to do. He's, like, he like destroys it. He has muscles, remember that. He does he have muscles. The character detail and it's important. <laughs> he has 12-year-old muscles. This is the strongest like Dominic Toretto with a wrench, he destroys that, that phone. Yes. <laughs> He is the Dominic Toretto of this of this book for sure. Uh, there's a there's a fight and then um, like kind of a lame fight. They're like kicking each other in the ankle and stuff like that. Accurate, an accurate, an accurate kid fight. Yeah, you don't go for the head as a kid unless you're a fox. 
Well, Ari, like, nails him in the gut, like, Houdini-style a few times. That's true. Ari's, Ari's, he's means business. Yeah. Well, he, his life is online. Yeah, his life is online. We are, we are, we're missing the detail of the reason why earlier it was important that, uh, you know, Dustin's little brother is two weeks and he is four weeks is that coming up, it, his little brother will arrive at camp and right. his little brother will be able to verify his identity, that is my brother. This this whole name swap, crisscross face-off ruse will end. Yeah, so after the fight, uh, Dustin starts to rub it into Ari's face that his whole, the ruse will be over tomorrow because of what you said, Chad. And he does it by, uh, in the most audacious way, he presents it in a knock-knock joke to Ari. <laughs> <laughs> Which Ari does not, not want to agree with, but he eventually participates in. I really do think Ari... Is, did nothing wrong. No, like, he didn't. I'm glad you came around on this. Well, he destroyed a phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's government property, Kevin. That's government. That's, cool. that's, uh, that's a public utility that should be available to all people. He destroyed a phone to save his own life <laughs> from a from a crazy murdering man who stole his name. How dare he? <laughs> and now, and then, um, hold on. I, I got. I, I need this. Can you just continue on with this knock knock joke because he's he says knock knock. Who's there? Logan, Logan who? And he's like, I don't even remember how he finishes it. You'll find out who. You'll on find Monday. out who. And I forgot because <laughs> Logan hasn't been mentioned since like chapter two. I forgot who Logan was. And I was like, what the fuck does this even mean? And I was absolutely <laughs> lost at this point. I, as I was the American going movie populace here, I needed Logan to be mentioned by name more times throughout this book. Do a, do a flashback to the beginning of the book. <laughs> I needed it at this moment. Um, so then, then the most horrific scene of this entire book happens. Uh, fire marsh fires a marshmallow scene where he runs into a girl. <laughs> no, the scene where somebody's playing chubby bunny with marshmallows and then he barfs a bunch of marshmallows onto Melvin. It's sick. I can't imagine a more unpleasant experience than someone vomiting. Than someone vomiting on. twenty <laughs> marshmallows onto your face. Yeah, marshmallows are gross anyway. They're, uh, I don't know if I agree with I like that. I'll say that. They're like like gelatin pillows. They're weird. Yeah, if you really, I mean, if you really think about them, yes. Like horse hooves condensed into clouds. Bone candies. That's a Skittle, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Skittles are also also on, on the list. Get them out of there. Well, guess what? Skittles are delicious and they're meat. <laughs> 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 I'm pro Skittles. Skittles are meat. Skittles are meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my hot topic shirts. <laughs> Skittles are meat. Quicksand isn't real. Skittles it's are meat. Quicksand not real. Skittles are meat. <laughs> Protect yourself with the truth. <laughs> That's big dwarf energy. <laughs> Is that all my catchphrases? Did I do them all? I've you only did. seen twelve movies. There we go. There we're done. <laughs> Uh, so Chubby Bunny happened. Yeah, yeah, Chubby Bunny happens. One kid puts some marshmallows on his finger and sticks his hand to a fire. We get it. They're ghosts. There are going to be two more examples or something. This is repeatable behavior, RL. You cannot show children <laughs> sticking their hands into fire. It's going to sweep the country. Kids are reading this book, and everyone's trying to prove they're not ghosts by putting their hands in fire. It's terrible. It's a terrible scene. Uh, it's irresponsible. 
So he tries to run away in the middle of the night, I guess, one night. Smart. He's, smart. Yeah. Get out of there. Yeah, he's like, he, he's like, all right, well, Ari's not coming with me. I'm going to get the hell out on my own. Then he bumps into Laura Carter and forgetting that the Snatcher is a being that can take any form. He, <laughs> he forges a delicate friendship. An alliance. I, I actually fell for this and did not think it was the Snatcher. I'm dumb. I was expecting <laughs> Laura to be the Della of this book. And she kind of is. So you guys both saw it coming immediately? I gave Laura a chance, but I always kept in the back of my mind that she could betray me. Yeah, well, you look better. I, I think because they had earlier mentioned the girls' camp, like, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So now now the story is going to elaborate more. This is actually like a, a good turn of another another perspective on this camp. Does the girl camp have ghosts? We'll find out. So I was just so focused on that. I did not see the snatcher coming. Right, right, right. Well, they form an, an uneasy alliance uh, and Laura returns to her camp. She says she, oh, sorry. She says she knows a way out. We just need to get across the river and there's a highway that we can take to civilization. We'll get a phone and we'll call our parents. But Dustin does not want to do that tonight because Logan shows up tomorrow and he has to rescue his his brother and prove his innocence uh, <laughs> and his non ariness So why did he try to run away before? Uh, don't question it. <laughs> he's he's flip flopping okay. a little bit. Yeah. He doesn't actually okay. save his brother either. <laughs> yeah, he flip flops on this again. Uh, so he says he can't do it tonight. We got to do it tomorrow. And Laura, being the nice uh, evil ghost demon that she is, says, "Sure, we can wait till tomorrow." Uh, yeah. She did. She disappears. She says, "Meet me by this cool looking tree tomorrow, and we'll escape." She disappears into the woods. She kisses him on the cheek, and he has his first girlfriend. He has his first <gasps> girlfriend, and then. Lightning crashes and a cool lightning fox stands in the top and stares at him. <laughs> and that it is one of the coolest endings to a Goosebumps chapter that RL has written. And then he whips a rock at it and runs away. <laughs> the majestic beast that it is gets a, a rock whipped at it. And in his defense, they did kick his ass a couple chapters ago. Yeah, yeah, you make it. You gotta, you gotta scare him away. Yeah. Wow, Chad, I wouldn't. I would, the animal lover that you are, I thought you would not condone throwing a rock at a. At I would a... never throw a rock at an animal. You're right, Kevin. I, I, I actually regret saying that. Um, <laughs> I would rather let the foxes eat me than throw a rock at one. <laughs> They're just gonna give you little chompy kisses. At least they'll be cute yeah. as you die. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to go to that Japanese island that's all foxes and just get ripped apart. <laughs> just let the foxes tear me to shreds. <laughs> oh, man, I went, to the, I went to the one in Japan where it's all the deer, and you can just pet the deer. It's the best thing in the world. Oh, I didn't get it. to go there. I'm going to go there. I want to go to every petting zoo island in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> go to Cat Island, you know, yep. Monkey Village. So this next part's dumb. The next part yeah. is, is fine. There's a good scary moment in this next part. Well, maybe I'm thinking of a different part. I'm just, the fact that uh, I believe what we're coming up next is, oh, it's the next day, and... And Logan's bus is showing up. Everything's coming up, uh, you know, Dustin. Mm -hmm. But Dustin, he slept in. He slept in. He missed that. He the early bird didn't get the worm today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that was just really frustrating to me. It made me feel like I guess you weren't that scared. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we f we find out he's all excited to go and meet his brother and and prove that he's actually Dustin. Um, but when his brother shows up, he points at Ari and says, that's Dustin, that's my brother. And that kind of seals things up. And when Dustin, like, kidnaps Logan and is like, why the hell didn't you say I was your brother? And he's like, oh, Ari said he'd, he'd hurt me. And it's like, you know what? Gotta respect him. Another mark against Ari? He's trying to live. Wait, 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 wait. What? Okay, yeah, I was just, the motivations of who wanted to go back or not, I was about to be like, didn't Ari want to swap? But that was previously. Ari wants to stay 
Dustin. Yeah, because Dustin he knows... wants to go back to being Ari. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. Yeah, yeah. both Sorry. Ari, Ari and Dustin are both uh, total cowards. Uh, they but suck. my question is, if if Logan just got off the bus, mm-hmm. how did Ari get to Logan first? Like, how did they already figure that out? Like, was Logan there that much earlier? To like, that's what I was assuming the sleeping in was doing was that like it gave. Ari time to get there and infiltrate the kids somehow. Yeah, Dustin meets up with Uncle Lou being like, uh, are the new kids here yet? And he's like, yeah, I was gonna, I was, they just got here. I was about to go talk to them. I guess, yeah, and Logan, okay. There is yeah, a brief Ari- moment. There is a window for him to get his... All takes is 30 seconds for Ari to go, if you don't say I'm your brother, I'm gonna fucking throw you in the lake. In Logan's defense, he commits to the bit and he does it well. Yeah, you yeah. know what? But Logan, Logan's Logan. like, whatever. This isn't gonna ruin my camp experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting thrown in the can- in the in the lake on day one. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna commit to this. Logan, like his brother, is probably like, "Hey, new life, new brother. I'm gonna say you're my brother." Mm-hmm. He sells it. And and then we have two other ghost vignettes crammed in towards the end, where like a bunch of ghosts stay underwater for a long amount of time. This and- was I thought this was cool because he feels defeated at this moment. Uh, uh, Dustin is like, "Oh, I'm screwed. This isn't gonna work." And he walks down to the lake and he's watching everyone swim, and then everybody disappears. And it's mm-hmm. just silence. And it's actually kind of cool. And then all of them appear at the exact same time out of the water. And if you really think about how that would look, it'd be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like when the Night King resurrected that whole village. Yes, when right? we make the sweet when we make the sweeted version sweeted version of this and we have the Night King moment here, it's gonna be very sick and very scary. <laughs> it's gonna be us just raising a bunch of like crash test dummies on wires out of the water. Uh-huh. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. So then Dustin is like, I'm going to be out tonight. Uh, I'm going to leave Logan behind. I don't give a shit. Uh, and yeah, then suddenly <laughs> he's just like, okay, well, yeah, I'll leave Logan to die. Whatever. I'll leave Logan also, also, like, it's not even ever said that Logan will die, right? Like, no. It, there's a bit of a, oh, I, I'm worried about Logan because someone will happen to him. No, only you have been marked for snatching, for death, for snatching. Also, this doesn't even say death. It just, at this point, all they say is the snatcher kidnaps you. Right. As far as you know, <laughs> the snatcher takes you to Narnia. Right? You're right. You're like, never seen again. You're not, they never see the dead body. You, as far as they say, you're never seen again. It's And it's, there's no one going like, well, if you don't do it, your brother will take on the curse. No, Logan will be fine. He'll just eat burgers and have a good time. Mm-hmm. He'll get out of there. Yeah, this is very definitively in the it's Dustin's problem camp. Uh, I, I would say that all of the ghosts shooting arrows at each other is maybe a sign. I think that. that was the cool, like the grossest. Again, repeatable behavior. Do not shoot children with arrows. Uh, they're looking at him as arrows fly into their bodies, basically. Then they point the arrows at him, and he's like, "It's time to get out of here." Yeah, and if you are going to shoot an arrow at a child, they should have a sword so they can train to deflect arrows with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it. A, if you're going to kill a child, at least you know maybe. Uh, have a chance of uh, uh, creating a ninja by accident, you know? Yeah, William Tell really should have given his child a sword. Crutching dragging it up a little bit for him. You'll get a cooler sure. kid, or 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 you can drag him. Wow, you went crouching tiger, you went crouching dragon, tiger, crouching tiger dragon, and not Aragorn deflecting that knife? That was sick uh, when he did that. That's not an arrow, Chad. <laughs> Sorry. It, it, is a, it is a hand arrow. <laughs> Aren't arrows just thin knives, Kevin? Well, Ashitaka deflects arrows in um in sure, Princess sure, Okay, that was sure my next does. arrow thing. I don't there think any arrows are deflected via sword in Lord of the Rings. 
That's impossible. It has to be. I don't think anyone does that. Legolas doesn't do that. Legolas has to do that, right? No, no, no. Nothing really gets the chance to hurt Legolas. No, why, right. does, why does Legolas never shoot another arrow out of the sky just to show off? Probably could in the books. You could do a lot of crazy shit in the books that they don't talk about yeah. in the movies. That's an important question you asked, Chad. Thank you. Thank you for asking it. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> Of course, that's why I'm here. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure why the ghost kids are just kind of giving up the game or intimidating their chosen person. I, I, I think maybe I have a bit of a theory on it, but it requires us to get to this. Okay. Yeah, let's get through to the end because I would like to come back to that point because it is fucking weird and I don't understand it, but I kind of liked it. Yeah, do the other alive children, do they see the ghosts? That's or... We're going to get to that because we do find why out. Why even invite other alive children? Why even do that? <laughs> you only need one. Well, I mean, you need two because y- you know it's like um, it's like having a flashlight. You know, like you need a backup. Okay, you need a backup. Yeah, one of the kids like scrambles away. You know, you want another kid to sacrifice. That's responsible ghosting. Oh yeah, we don't know what the stakes are either. Like, what happens if no kid is sacrificed? It's true. We do never <laughs> find that out. <laughs> Like, what are you going to do? Kill us again? Why not keep all of the kids in the cabin with the lights on, all the doors locked, uh, knives standing back to back? You'll be fine. Just don't have camp. Why not simply shut down camp? Well, no, okay. I do understand why they're continuing the camp once it has happened. Once, because we know the lore, right? We will the, get the, to that, yes. But still, there's 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 holes in this in this block. Yeah, he Dustin's like, I'm... I'm getting out of here, and he runs. Yeah, the grand the grand finale. The grand finale begins. Uh, he runs. He finds Laura in the woods. Eventually, uh, she's like, "We got to go across the river." She takes him to the river. I think there's a bunch of other nonsense that happens that's not really necessary. There's a lot of running through the woods. I remember reading those pages, being like, "Wow, we are going to skip through this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Kate Bush is playing the whole time. That that was cool. I did hear that myself as well, Chad. Yeah. So they're running. They get to the river. But before they can cross the river, she's like, we got to go. Here it is. We're going across. Noah floats up <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Noah's gone full ghost mode. He's uh, got full mm-hmm. Doctor Strange floating, <laughs> floating up. <laughs> floating up. And he says, don't go with her, Dustin. Half of the camp is ghosts. I didn't tell you that. The Half of us are ghosts. Uh, don't ask me how the humans interact with the ghost at the camp and how this whole thing you know what they are why do we make food for them do they yeah. need to eat food don't, don't worry about it don't ask how the irs taxes the ghosts <laughs> don't ask how i got all that candy for you <laughs> did i go to a store <laughs> as a ghost am i not bound here do not question any of that all you need to do is do not cross that river but laura is already in the river and she's like come on get over here and he he's he's waffling again. Dustin is waffling. Sorry, does Noah say don't cross the river? Yes. Here's the thing. He says do not cross the river, and and Laura says cross the river, and then he goes, listen, you need to live, Dustin. You need to get across the river. And and Dustin's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just told me not to go across the river. And he's like, no, I said don't go across the river with her, but you need to go across the river down there. So he runs down, and then a bunch of hands come out of the water, and he's like, no, don't go across the river there. Go down there. <laughs> I'm hearing Tim Robinson just yelling <laughs> constantly, like 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 at Chunky, like, figure out what to do. Yeah. Like, just yelling. It's too bad we're at 
a, a summer camp and there are no kayaks around oh or even bow, bows and arrows. Oh, I was going to bring this up. The, the kayak, they were, that's the same river they were kayaking on earlier, it right? It is, it is, oh, but hold yeah. on. It's it's for good reason, though. It is for good reason. And I know what you're going to say, that they should have brought the kayaks back. But, but, oh. Laura, uh, in classic uh, RL, in classic RL for, uh, form, uh, the villain does not wait it out when they would have clearly won if they had just waited. She gets fed up and impatient, and she goes, nah, I'm coming to kill you, and she goes after him. <laughs> yeah. I'm the Snatcher, surprise. And, and, I'm coming, I'm the Snatcher, she turns into a fox. Now, is she a regular-sized fox, or is she some, some kind of large That's monster fox? That's a great fox? question, Yes, Kevin. important she's question. she's never really described, and I thought describing the monster in this moment would have been a nice touch. But mm. Let's make her a big fox, like a Dark Souls boss. Cool, like it. She glows, too. <laughs> yeah, she has a sword in her mouth. Yeah, and she, and uh, Dustin's busy dodge rolling away. <laughs> He's not knowing the attack pattern yet. Stamina bar slowly going down. Running in circles, <laughs> looking she's for just... the, looking for the animation openings. <laughs> she's just winding up. She's just winding up. It's like when is she gonna throw it down? <laughs> so here's where it's revealed. Here's where it's revealed. Why Ari was the chosen one. He goes, the only, and this is stupid, but this, there is a reason for it. He goes, the only way to get across the river is to climb across that greased up branch that's going across the river. Don't worry, Ari, you'll be great at it. You're a gymnast. But like, they should have been able to tell, Look, as much as they describe Dustin early on, he is not physical or athletic in any way. Right. So there should have been some one of them going like, hey, so really, like, how do you do those triple beams or whatever? You know, you, you want to do some rope climbing just to get ready ahead of time? You know, like little things prepping him for this great thing that these guys clearly don't know how muscles work, Chad. They're not doing. Well, yeah, they've forgotten. Uh, I don't know. If we've actually already said that Noah has explained that you need to cross the river because if you do all the ghosts at the camp will go free. And that Noah was the last recent victim of the Snatcher, which I think should have been a moment of him going like, sup, bitch, to Laura, kind of thing. Like, you know, I have a, I have history with you because you fucked me over last year. But no, there's none of that. Ho, ho, ho. I have a gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, the Snatcher uh, has set up an elaborate game of tag uh, to do its yearly curse with. So there, that's all it is. It's a game of tag. You got to get across to home base, across the river. Uh, he begins to climb across the giant uh, greased up branch that is going across the... <laughs> it's so greasy. It's so greasy. It's the greasiest oh, branch. And he slips... It's a grease tree. He's... Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he he slides off of it, to which Noah catches him uh, and then puts him back on the tree. Why Noah doesn't simply fly him across uh, to Mount Doom, I do not know. Uh <laughs> It's because Noah had, listen, because Noah had a party of a policy of not being involved, and it wasn't until the actions of Frodo and his friends getting him to the gates. <laughs> Laura, Laura had air superiority, so they would have yeah. never worked. Also, clearly, <laughs> she had anti-air capabilities <laughs> of some kind. Maybe it was the tower. Maybe the tower could shoot like an anti-air laser beam. Um, <laughs> have we mentioned that, by the way, in the river, if you just try to swim it, is 
hands. Just gross hands. Yeah, I did mention I did mention the gross hands when he was running away down the river. Uh, and it, it's I honestly was so confused. I had to go back. I had to reread a section here, Kevin, where he said, do not cross the river. And then a page later was like, cross the river. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? I don't know what the rules are here. And and then thankfully, uh, Dustin was also confused. Uh, so we got yeah. a little bit of an explanation, but it was super. I don't confused. know what I'm doing. I'm scared. And I'm scared. <laughs> he gets across and he plants his feet on the other side of the river and he feels something grabbing his leg. And he's like, oh, no, it's a fourth act. The villain re- re- come back, and but it's just a vine. It's, it's still yeah. vine. It's- <laughs> Instead of it being a fourth act villain comeback, it's a uh, chapter two uh, twist. Is what we get at the very end of this book, which is very surprising. He usually doesn't pull out a BS twist this late in the game. But he lands, and it appears that everything is fine on the other side of the river, and uh, the ghosts are gone, and so is the snatcher. And he goes, "I did it. I'm the greatest." I'm the king of the world. And uh, then he's like, how do I get back across the river? And then the book ends. The book ends. The kid is lost in the woods and he's going to die. Yeah, I guess. Or like he's going to go to the highway that's like just over the river or like. Uh, you know what? Yeah. It, it's not a scary ending. It's just a mildly inconvenient ending for Dustin. He's going to have to walk a little bit. It's it's I, I, I kind of like you can't go back across the river because presumably all the, the slimy hands are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the lore of like crossing the river, because that was a last mo- minute reveal. Why weren't they training him to like cross the river? Like, why like, didn't they just take him across the river with the boats again? Like you said earlier, yeah. now your, your kayak point stands here. Why didn't they just say like, hey, do you want to just get out of the kayak real quick? Like right there. Just briefly, and then... Why were they filling him up with candy when they're like, here, man, here's some lean proteins and stuff. Why are they even doing camp activities at all? Why are they all... Like, they are wait Because what they say, they're they're saying they wait every year for a chosen person to cross this river, right? Mm -hmm. And that means every... Which is also a very funny thing to imagine that every year that kid fails and then joins the continuum of ghosts they're probably razzed a little bit right like oh you fucked it up you almost had it you fell at the last second they all get razzed and then all immediately forget the lesson that they should have learned from their death (laughs) yeah and then they go right back into it well we gotta wait another nine months for next summer camp for the next kid to be chosen by the snatcher should we do anything about the snatcher maybe like i don't know find a way to kill her no the statue exists on its own thing. Whatever. I have a theory that all the other ghosts are kind of fine being dead and Noah's the only buzzkill there. Because, like, the ghosts are, like, doing activities like eating bees and shooting bows and arrows. Mm. They seem to be having a good time. I think Noah is just kind of the party pooper. And he's like, no, I want the infinite nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what happens next. I need to leave this purgatory. <laughs> oh, uh, but, yeah, the, not only the, yeah, the kayak thing, I guess I would kept wanting retroactively now that we had talked about it or that scene had happened at the very least some foreshadowing of like while he's kayaking he swears he sees something under the water reaching up for him mm, or, yeah right right or like right i don't know no chad there's a, there are opportunities to presage these scares right like show me some of these scares ahead of time instead of like making up uh arrow shooting kids you know yeah. like <laughs> The, the kayak also might have been a good opportunity to, like, have Ari kind of redeem himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, to kind of bury the hatchet with Ari or whatever. Like, maybe he steals the kayak thinking that he and Laura are going to cross the river together. And then uh-huh. Laura turns evil and he's like, I can't paddle a kayak alone. You need two people on a kayak. And then Ari shows up and he's like, I'll help you, bro. 
Oh, that would have been great. I, Kevin, I would love that. That would be a fantastic ending to this. Because he is the Dominic Toretto and he's all about family. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't matter which of us gets across. Winning's winning. And then maybe like it looks like Ari's not gonna make it and Dustin risks his life for him or something like that. I don't know. Something Wow, that's a good story. I like that story. Here's the thing. This one has some really cool imagery. Some really scary moments. A kid gets beat up by foxes. Uh, it's cool <laughs> overall. It just doesn't really make sense. That's the problem. Like, and what do we expect? <laughs> but it does make a little bit of like narrative sense, which I'll take. You know, sure. Like, it makes it makes enough sense. It's a book enough. It's a book enough. You know, like we've had worse. <laughs> like Dustin the has traits. So low. He has challenges. He overcomes <laughs> these challenges. His yes. traits are developed. He changes. I've, I've described what this gig is to several people in short. And I'm like, sometimes <laughs> sometimes we get a bad book and that's uh, th- and that's always a little challenging to know how to talk about it. But sometimes we'll get a book where like there'll be a character, right? And the character will have traits and those traits will end up mattering in the plot. They're like, isn't that every book? And I'm like, surprisingly, no. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly, you can make a book and it doesn't have those things in it. <laughs> You would think there would be more, yeah. I, I I think the part of this book that works for me is that as as weird and full of holes the entire logic of this story is, there's something about the like the camp culture of being the new kid and coming and going like, well, we have this sort of like, well, you're in this bunk and we do this and there's a snatcher and these are the rules. Like there's almost something about it that felt very much like, oh, this is a great story about being a new kid at camp. Yeah. Right? Like more than previous stories maybe have even done of why do I feel like an outsider? Why does it feel like everyone's like looking at me because they are because they're they're choosing you. There, there's there's stuff like that that kind of could could do better than even maybe the author meant. I agree. The idea of having to adapt to a camp culture puts a pit in my stomach. I, I will I will say when I went to my main sleepaway camp, not the Christian one, the one big like, oh, this is just a non-denominational kids all over the state. I did not I bounced off of it hard. I could not connect to a single kid. Mm. And I just did I just ended up going to the archery all day and just doing archery. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a real it was a real lonely couple of weeks at camp for old Chad, but I got real good at a bow and arrow. <laughs> That's sick. And that'll serve you well when the ghosts attack. Yeah. In the apocalypse, I'll be able to, you know Or when the ghosts come. Or when the ghosts come. Yeah. By the way, that was, that was my only theory that maybe the ghosts are antagonizing dustin to get him to go across the river they're scaring him across the river that's a stretch at the most it seems like he wouldn't want to do that but they're hurting they're hurting a sheep is what you're saying across the river yeah okay i think that's a fair thing uh i do also want to touch on we were asking what size do we think the fox ghost snatcher is and the french cover i think proves it it is a human-sized go uh fox woman uh fox girl so and there's also the creepy hands on it, too. Man, uh, that's a scary cover. It is a scary cover. I will say, too. That's a furry. It is a furry. Um, Not shaming furries. No, no, no. Say, That's a furry. I, I, yeah. I think it's good that Dustin wasn't into furries because he might have been um, drawn in very easily by Lara at that point. I also think the cover of the, reg- the regular cover of the book is pretty fucking sick. This is a great cover. That's scary. It's a scary ghost. It's, al- it's, it's almost a magic card. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a this is a it's definitely a black card yeah, right that, uh, that's the highest compliment i can give to any art is <laughs> the highest rating i have tim jacobus it's also a little bloodborne 
too with like the the teeth and like the sort of half human half bestial face screaming as it seems to go up into to the ether yeah it's great as it as it enters the nothing Mm -hmm. the long shadows cast by the the campfire and the tiny little cabins next to the enormous forest it's good it's a good yeah the monolithic uh objects that are around the fire very cool very cool cover um i think an okay book I'm I'm going to be the grumpo who ends who who comes down still a little negative on this book. I I know I should be grateful for it. <laughs> it's it's a re- it's a regular cheeseburger <laughs> in <laughs> in a parade of strange almost foods. <laughs> but um, I I think I just think I, I I woke up on the wrong side of the camp bed today, and it's, mm. I'm I'm gonna end grumpy on this one. Okay, that's fair. I'm really feeling like the that Rogue One meme of just like we were on the verge of greatness, we were this close of just like with a few changes, like a few little little kinks, a few little things of like send up you know lore a little bit. Working this could have been like an all time great Goosebump book, but as it is, it's a mid average, but maybe like a B. Maybe like a B for me. I like yeah. that it took a couple weird chances and made some cool images um, and uh, foxes fight in this one. So that's cool. And I like the movie Rogue One. Best Star Wars movie. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's been Goosebuds. That's a bump. That's it. If you want more Goosebuds in your life, you're craving more episodes, of course, go back to our old archive. There's 144 other episodes to listen to. They're also all up on YouTube now. Thank you so much, Paul, for taking care of that. You're welcome. Yay. Live updating. This episode is going to be on YouTube at the same time. Can you believe it? Um, You can go to our YouTube channel. Just search Goosebuds to find it. Uh, But if you want to get more content, if you want more of us in your lives, you can go to patreon.com slash Goosebuds where you'll get access to bonus monthly episodes of Camp Goosebuds. Hey, Camp! That's uh, the book we just read. Camps are always fun. We just hang out and shoot the shit and talk about things in our lives, things that are inspiring us and troubling us. Uh, it's a real, real good, intimate time. Uh, and also, uh, it's supposed to the show that, by pledging. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I love intimate. That, I love that you mentioned <laughs> troubling us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's enticing for people. What weighs on Kevin and Paul and Chad's mind? You know, I've just been laying up at night. About <laughs> my taxes that are coming up. <laughs> I just want to talk about He's, it for wait, an hour. <laughs> I don't know if you're joking. That's how my brain works. No, so I don't know. I think it's so true. It's, you really tickled me with that. <laughs> next next episode we're, for Camp Goosebuds, we're doing QA and taxes. <laughs> There's, there's two things that are guaranteed in life. QAs and taxes. <laughs> QAs and taxes. We will not be answering questions about taxes. They are separate things. No, we are not tax professionals. If you're already a member of the Goosebuds Patreon and you want to send us some questions, do it. Because we, we're going to fill a camp Goosebuds episode with your questions probably coming up. Yeah, yeah. Q&A time, baby. Uh, again, that's patreon.com slash Goosebuds. You also get access to our Discord. And uh, can weigh in on what we're going to cover on future episodes, uh, especially as we near the end of Goosebumps 2000. Democracy is alive and well on our Patreon. Yes, yes. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. You got a uh, very chill game jam going on right now. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm doing a game jam called the Super Try Grab Bag Jam, um, which is my first time running a game jam. Uh, and it's, uh, it's going all right, I think. Um, I've been working on a game about skateboarding. And that's been really fun to work on. And uh, if uh, if you want to participate in the jam, 
Uh, it's going until the end of March in, two, in 2023. Uh, and you can join up at jam.supertrystudios.com. Uh, and if you want to make some stuff with like some theme prompts and uh, be part of the jam, you can do it. It doesn't have to be a video game. It can be whatever you want. It's just sort of a a, a guided creativity exercise if you want to participate. Uh, and I'll definitely uh, look at and play and experience all of the jam entries and uh, maybe leave a comment on them or something. I don't know. Hell so, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, do a jam with me. And um, <laughs> if, uh, if if you like me and you think I'm good and you want me to keep doing things, uh, head on over to givekevinmoney.com. Maybe give me a dollar. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. My, my life is about to get slightly more expensive for reasons. But uh, yeah, if if you have a dollar and you like and you like Kevin a lot and you want some cool video games and you want to hang out and uh, listen to how I make video games and stuff, check out GiveKevinMoney.com. Yeah, and I, I never <laughs> plug anything, but I will say if you do like this show and you want to check out shows maybe kind of like it, uh, YouTube.com slash Continue Show. You can go there. You can watch me and two of my buddies play video games, and you can also see uh, Kevin and Chad on that channel uh, as well on occasion. Yeah, you guys just recently predicted the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, we did not correct, not correctly, but <laughs> you predicted it. I do think we cho- we cho- we predicted it correctly in our minds. Yeah, I think you predicted it correctly, and reality was wrong. Yes, and I'm not being I'm not being snippy or sarcastic. I'm saying it. Reality was no, wrong. Yeah. The time. simulation was wrong. Yeah, I meant to ask Paul how is how is Philly doing in the aftermath of Oh, just fine. We lick okay? we look we lick our wounds very well here. Yeah. yeah okay. People think we're going to burn things down, but we just get surly and we build that anger up to unleash it upon something that's worthwhile at some point. <laughs> it's going to burst out at any, at any point. You're just <laughs> loaded guns. <laughs> well, wait till a couple of fascists show up and then we'll go and punch them with all the anger we got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, also make sure you can follow us on Twitter at GooseBudsPod. Uh, that's still an app, I guess, a service that people use. You can follow us on that social media site. Uh, I don't know. Uh, hey, you know what? Go leave a nice review on, po- on the podcast if you haven't already. That'd be great. We should read those. Oh, yeah. yeah. we should. Well, you know, hey, do leave some reviews. We'll do some review reading next time. How about that, guys? We'll mm-hmm. pick our favorites. We're not telling you how to rate our podcast but we'll pick our favorites to read <laughs> yeah i like shiny things that are in the sky when there's lots of them oh yeah me too dude <laughs> i like it when there are about like like more than four but less than six of yeah them. agreed ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i i i like a belt of orion but a really <laughs> wide belt of orion yeah yeah chad like a, like a fat orion dude i i mean this was a total non sequitur off of our last topic. It has nothing to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> but I also like a fat Orion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, we'll see you guys. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye. Give us a five star review. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our fantastic Patreon supporters. Those who have pledged a special level will be immortalized forever in the digital age in the Book of Names. The Book of Names. Book of Names. Starting with Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Lowbelly Hate Me. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey Josh Rob. Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Kelly C. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrill. Elkade. Mel Dipson. 
Afshin. Brian Wells. Zentacles pledges his tentacles to Chad and his dog friends. I got another one. Are there eight of them? Let's hope there's at least eight tentacles, yeah. Stealth Bates. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keedy. Calf. New paranoia shop about quicksand out now. No, there's not, but thank you. Adrian Rosas. Gregory D. Warren. Alan Saylor. Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter. Aiden Alexander Dice. Jar Jar Slinks. Chosen One pledges his cadre of musketeers to house Kevin. What? All right. Now we're going. He's got flintlocks. Levi Than. Up and Champ. Jonas Engman. Carl. Anthony Mulberry. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation were waiting to hear what, where they pledged their swords to. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovita. Brooke X. Jesus Christ. Christian Van Skever. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hobgood. Zach Connor. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tierney. Alicia Grafe. Tom Woodham. Andrew Jadzak encourages everyone to watch Joe Para Talks With You. The Fall Drive episode is lovely. Agreed. Highly agree. Lord Cornwallis. Carson Birkenbean. Murphy P. Tevin Ticklebean pledges his bow and dual sickles to Chad and 200 of his best friends. Oh wow. my god, we got another one. Oh, Shamanog. Rushy Glenn. Wiggle it. Luke LaFontaine. Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. Jonas Blotterman. John Barber. Sarah Kemp. Tanya Turtle. Paul Grasso. Juan Jalapena. Joe, regular name Scott. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misadalakis. Clay McCarty. Parker Lee. Ham underscore boat. Vincent Modica. Luke Noodles. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily. The Crow fans, but Hibernal. Ooh. Ooh. Nice word. Matthew Sutton. Hugh Bolin. Zam Bambino. Jeffrey Owen Cahey. Kelsey Kinneman. Russell Kastberg. Xavier Jimenez. Chris Putricus. Scotty Pippen. Brendan Arifin. Meet Virginia. Dungeon Kappa. Nathan Remick. Need more kimchi. MC Hamster pledges his gills to Kevin. Wow. Pretty good. This feels like Christmas morning where you're waiting for a good gift and you're not getting it. <laughs> For me. Thank you, MC Hamster. I don't know why you have gills, and I don't know what they'll do for me in a combat scenario against Chad and his sickle-wielding uh, bowman, but... Well, you control the oceans, Kevin. The subaquatic hamster legions will be very useful to you, Kevin. The oceans don't even have any good restaurants. <laughs> Zach Wary. <laughs> Limp Duck. Stinklitch. Alan G. Jessam. Reed Steubendeek. Tobias Clark. Joey Evans. Carewise Gamgee. Andre Villanueva. Swag Yolo Squire was going to pledge his blade to Kevin, but I haven't gotten my Space Kings book yet, so he pledged to Chad. Wait, all right. This is a weird way to tell me about that, but fine. <laughs> you should have. Also, I, I have email, dude. You can just tell me that way. Cameron Hansen. <laughs> Estimena, Lord of Paul's Pants. Generally depressing. The deadly bulb. Finally, Chris pledges his spectral sleepwear, erection, and blade to Paul Nelson. I'm glad the blade's different than the erection. I'll take a boner. Ben Bohan. Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. Anthony will be running Space Kings in San Japan and Texas over Labor Day weekend. Nice. Cool. That's a pledge, I think. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Lamb. A pair of Scots. Jonas and Voltson. Calamity Carl. Germ Juice. Levi Kidder. David Gray. Nick Johnson. Bryce Diori. 
Matthew Bertato. Noah August. Stephen Day. Carbson. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. Ryan Carroll. Boney. Jeremy Bowser. <laughs> Dr. Diarrhea. Some of Chad's bird friends, we pledge our talons and sharpened beaks to Chad. Yeah, I got air superiority. Nicholas Maloney. Burgers, crunchy PB. Yes, it's still edible. Do not check the expiration date. Sounds pretty crisp. Ninja Breadman. Megan McCormick Mason. Peanut Burg, level 69. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Helodicus Frenchlin. Dr. Eggdrop Soupman. Thomas Jansis. Aaron Lord. Lucretia McEvil. Mutant Astronaut. Dr. Chocula. Henry Torbert. Adam Knapp. Moon Juice. Logan Derby. Brad Schmelzer. Chick. SSJ Trogdor. Hood Lemon. Plush. Callum Mr. Misfire West. Mendy Nasty. Llama Lad. Skeletorin. Yoplin. Philip Reynolds. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Chicago Frank Returns. Nate Bit G. Ryan R. Davis. Scott Wable. Mr. Unimportant pledges his fake doctorate to whoever calls dibs. Dibs. I, damn it, I was going to say all my whinging made me have dibs. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco. Josh Hal, what's up, you zealot? What's up? And Chris, hi. Evan Bowen. Danzig versus Sean Astin. The battle for Polly Shore's soul begins now. Danzig wins. Sorry. Sorry, Sean Astin. <laughs> you rock, but Danzig's going to kick your I ass. I don't know. He's, I mean, he's, Although he's Rudy. He is, and yeah, he's pretty buff. I've seen pictures of him real buff. <laughs> I think he could take Danzig. He though. carried the ring and a person. Soggy newspapers. <laughs> Sorry, I got too excited. <laughs> Chris Kulik. Dakota Kemp. John W. Greg Musto. Saturn Video. Kiwio Flurb. Serial Killer X. Wade Norcross. Hi, first time, long time. Allie Rose. Sprinkle Buns. Hilda B. Benjamin Luther. Sira Sin. Dennis Wright. Jover the Moon. Edgar's Crassus. Cameron Ganzeveld. Ollie Sutz. Kate the Great. Mike Hart. Matt Septor. Greg Gervasi, a.k.a. Vita Zed. Sup, Greg. Dakota Kipper. Cassandra Harris. Gulliver. Oh, boy. Paul Spiner gets a misdemeanor for slapping a senior tonight at 11. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting misdemeanors and not pledges. This sucks. Anthony Rodriguez. Really are the Ramsey Bolton of this, uh, <laughs> this Game of Thrones. I don't even know if that makes sense. Anthony Rodriguez. B. <laughs> Jeff Webb is still a big baby, but we both sincerely appreciate your well wishes. Alpaca acquaintance. <laughs> Taraku, the thing that goes doink in the anime. Doink, doink. The last name was my favorite. So? <laughs> big Nick Lane. Kira and Brian are big fans. The Blade of the Goblin Grader is pledged to the first host to count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I will not lower myself. <laughs> we'll take all of the Forsaken. Come to me, Goblin Grader. <laughs> it just keeps growing more powerful. Chad's horde grows. A dark cloud grows over Burbank. <laughs> Blake, bedtime, having cabin. <laughs> Spencer, why? Dan Antonio. George Props. <laughs> After some soul searching, I pledged my spear to Archmage Ball. Cool. Hey. hey I think go. that everybody who has pledged to me has really thought long and hard about it, at least. 
No knee-jerk pledges in my my crew. Mine are recklessly endangering themselves. <laughs> James Stavronos. Official Goosebuds chronicler and ledger man. Hello. CM. Farah Ernie. Chris Curdo. Cole Gleason. Greb Comics. Tan your hide. Matthew Pipes, sing for us, please. <laughs> Jesse Boggs. Michael Malloy. Ghost Pitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Kyle O'Neill. Robert Holden. Before I say another name, I hope that the person who put Ghost Pitch in knows that Nick has referred to Rebecca as Ghost Pitch before. <laughs> in a very endearing way that she loves. <laughs> okay, well, I want to hear that story later. You got to hear it. It's great. Goon Cahoots. Adam Brudel. Wonder Skin. It feels like real skin. <laughs> Brandon Nichols. Angelo Edward Longton Santone pledges the Holy Blade of Justice to Paul. I have artifacts on my side. Yeah, you got a lot of magic. I got like a Vorpal Blade? Hell yeah. <laughs> like, you can't just call it a Vorpal. That's that's overpowered. That one wasn't. I think the other one was a ghostly blade. So I think I do have a Vorpal Blade in my it's opinion. It's not, not a snicker snack, all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. I've okay. got gills. Smellities. <laughs> Anthony Stoker. Dog lips underscore Kojoy Kojoyan Kojoyan. Let us know how to say that one. Please. Let us know. You don't have to. <laughs> I feel like I got it. Yeah, I think you got it. nailed it perfectly. Gunner to land. Brony underscore Danza. Funny. Max. Zindane. And welcome new Patreon supporters to the Book of Names, like Spencer Rogers. And Lumo Nuva. Do you feel your blood boiling hurt, a.k.a. Cyberbully? Crank to high voltage, welcome to the Book of Names. Thank you for your support. That's an insane movie. And welcome Brian Udath. Thank you all so very much. We love you. Thank you for joining the Book of Names. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.